Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth, shifting you into higher consciousness, a show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, interviews with inspiring guests, experts, and celebrities, intuitive readings, channeled messages, mental health awareness, and hot topics to expand your awareness. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Talk Purpose and Truth. It's Kim, and Eden is here. Hi, Eden. Hi, Kim. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone who's listening. Thank you guys to listening for another to another one of our episodes. We're yes, so, we're so happy to have you. <laughs> and I hope you're having it's summer, so I hope you're having a uh, hot and spicy summer that just came in um <laughs> spicy okay yeah, i don't know i just channeled those words so um <laughs> we have someone intriguing and inspiring on the show today dr viviana coles who was recently on married at first sight on lifetime um she's a leading psychotherapist for relationship and sex therapy at her practice in houston and she is president of Sex Therapy Institute for Mental Health Professionals. And you all know that we're very big on mental health awareness on our show. Mm -hmm. And I actually reached out and was so excited that she could be on the show because I watched her on Married at First Sight and she was my favorite. And then I found out Eden watched her too. And so she got really excited Mm -hmm. that we have her on the show. So Dr. Viviana, welcome. Thank you so much, Kim and Eden. I really appreciate it. And I'm super excited to talk about things in such a, such a, like this setting, I can tell that you take mental health very seriously. And that was one of the reasons that I agreed. And anytime that we can help others and help them with self-care and with living their truth, I'm in. Oh, wow. Thank you. That's that's what we're about. Yeah, so much. And uh, we're very aligned with you. And it's nice to hear that you, you were, I don't know if the word is impressed, but you, you felt aligned enough to give us the honor of doing this interview with us. Thank you. As I'm hearing you talk, I just hear like hearing your voice. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm picturing her on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you'd be surprised at how many people stop me because they hear my voice, your voice, they yeah. actually recognize me. Yeah. Yeah. There's something, your voice is, is different. It's unique. Oh, um, yeah. So we, like we said, we enjoyed you on the show. Very sad to see you go. You were on for how many seasons were you on? I was on for six seasons. Wow. Yeah. And, and did you guys, I'm sure you didn't know, but like it became so successful. Was America was the was the first show? Or, no, actually, or um, no. the The whole show came out of Denmark. Oh, it okay. Has it now has iterations of that first Married at First Sight uh, franchise out of Denmark, all over the world. And so each yeah. one has its own kind of spin and they do yeah. their own sort of thing with it. Yeah. Uh, but of course, you know, I prefer the American version. Yeah, yeah. I've only seen that one. I know you've seen Australia, right? I have. I liked yeah. it. They were, they, it was very different mm-hmm. and they are very entertaining. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I've heard uh-huh. it's very entertaining. And I've also heard there is a lot of 
swapping yes. and um, <laughs> that they have, I remember listening to, because I, I didn't actually watch it. I tried a couple times. Um, I, I get secondhand embarrassment pretty badly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I do too. So I, I that remember, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I did get a podcast. I listened to a podcast episode where somebody said that they have intruder couples that are meant to go in and kind of um, break them up or see what happens. Oh them. And I thought, okay, well, that sounds entertaining, but it doesn't sound very authentic like, or authentic or, yeah. or, or maybe it is over there. I don't know. But <laughs> oh. creating that and they don't get they don't get legally married you know so it's a little bit easier for them to do that sort of thing oh wow how interesting that's nice neat neat to hear the little ins and outs well I feel the one here that the nice thing about it that I liked is that when you would all you know give them therapy and talk to them it really helps you with your own relationships or as a coach, it would help me with ideas for when I coach people. So like I looked at it as at that as well, you know? Well, and that was the big attraction for me because when they um, asked me to be on the show, I have a license. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I've been practicing nonstop since like 2003. So I, I first and foremost wanted to make sure that I would be helping them, that I would be um, expected to do what I do just on camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they assured me and they were able to confirm through many, many seasons and many, many interactions that they really do just want my expertise. They want me to help. They want they want me to do what I would do um, with anybody who was in that situation. And, and I was able to do that. Mm-hmm. Which is rare yeah. for TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's like a blessing that you got to do that. It really is. It really is. And it did make it all that much harder to say, okay, I'm ready to move on to new projects and different ways of using my license and my expertise, which truly is what, what I'm, I'm out and set out to do is I have a mission to really help people with their love lives. And I want to do it in all sorts of ways. Yeah. Um, We do want to ask you if you're willing to share what is next for you. But before you answer that, I just thought of something else that I'd like to know. Um, how did you get this gig? How did you get the, the uh, Married at First Sight? Yeah, so oh gosh, I, I know it sounds funny, but it actually started like seven years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I was doing a lot of local appearances um, to share my expertise here in Houston. I'm from Houston, born and raised, and I live here. And I was doing a lot of local press and I really enjoyed it. Live TV is super fun. Um, again, when you're just doing what you do, but there just happen to be cameras, it's a lot easier. I don't think, I don't know that I could ever be an actress, by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I got a lot of attention from producers out of LA and New York, and they would contact me and ask me if I want, if I would help them try to sell a show, if I could be an expert on their show, if it, you know, and, and at that point they weren't actual shows on the air. They were shows that they wanted to sell and wanted to put on the air. Well, nothing ever came of those. And so about three years of kind of going back and forth with different shows, but nothing ever coming of it. I finally said, well, gosh, they're seeing something in me. They're finding me over and over again. What if I were to actually seek it out from a company that has shows that I like (laughs) first and (laughs) foremost, and that I think are quality programming. And I literally found kinetic content. 
amazing. They had wonderful shows on at the time and continue to have amazing relationship shows. You know, they have uh, Love is Blind. They have The Ultimatum. I mean, I these are that. all, <laughs> yeah. And at the time they had um, Spouse House and I believe Seven Year Itch and or Switch or something like that. And just different shows that I thought, okay, you know what? They look for experts for these fields, for these uh, shows. I'm going to reach out. And I did. I reached out via LinkedIn to their casting assistant and the casting director. And I heard back the next day, yes, we want to meet with you. Can mm -hmm. you meet, you know, this coming Thursday? And I was like, sure. Well, another two years of doing the same thing, going back and forth, back and forth. And it wasn't until there was an opening on Married at First Sight that they said, contract with anybody I said no and this I'm actually in bed watching you know tv with the kids and my husband and and they're like okay stand by a few days go by I'm like what is happening and sure enough, <laughs> oh yeah yeah and and I signed my contract about five days before I was on camera for the first time on national television Whoa. <laughs> and so you made things happen I love that I did yeah I did. and there's also recording that happened uh throughout that you know I I went to LA, I was doing a, a lecture circuit and I stopped by and met with them. There were some really interesting conversations. And then when they were filming a season in Dallas, just north of me, I drove up and I met them for drinks and we talked and it was almost like I had multiple rounds of interviews. So when it was time to actually pick somebody and put someone up as a front runner for the expert position, they felt like they knew me. Mm -hmm. and, and that's they did tell me that that was one of the reasons that they really, you know, wanted me to be on it was because they felt like they knew me and it went beyond Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Good message for people listening because I think a lot of people sit around and wait for, you know, and you you put in the time yeah. and the effort and the work and you reached out, um, you know, and, and it's all about asking sometimes, like daring to ask for something. It is. And, and of, of course, there's such a thing as being a little too, <laughs> too persistent. But all you can all you can do is offer your time up. For instance, if I was going to be LA in LA already, I would just say, "Hey, do y'all have time to have coffee?" They could have said no, and I would have been like, "Okay, but I tried." Yeah. Um, you know, it, sometimes it is just about making it really convenient to them. Mm, good points. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. That yeah. So, do you want to tell us anything about your future? What <laughs> What you are doing that must be amazing. Because well, you left this right. show. You're yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so there are some things that I can't talk about yeah. uh, yet. And there's like a whole, you know, that there's a whole lot that I can't talk about. But the things that I can talk about that I'm really passionate about right now are the luxury intimacy retreats that I'm going to be doing with Erosante Retreats. This is the first time that I really get to do a retreat that is in a luxury setting, which I love, and that is top notch. I mean, this is a dream of mine was ever since I watched that movie, um, Couples Retreat. Uh -huh, that's what I, was in my head. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. Well, this is going to be so much better than that. <laughs> uh -huh. but, um, so this retreat is, I mean, it's top notch, super exciting the intimacy programming that I get to do as their director of intimate connections is something that I've never been able to do in this way before. So I'm super excited about that. And then I'm also partnering up with some really great uh, companies. One of them is Bloomy, which is an 
a Latin American, first generation Latin American woman. Her name is Rebecca Alvarez Story. And she and I are partnering up to get really great sexual education and intimacy education out there to the community. She has green, safe, clean products uh, for women and for men. And I'm like thrilled to be a part of that because I love all sorts of products, but when they're clean and when they have a sexy vibe without being tawdry, that's all about. That's what I'm all about. But I love that. Um, my book tour, I'm super excited. I, I finally, you know, I didn't know if it was going to be able to happen, but now I'm taking it international. I'm going to be in Colombia next month. I'm going to be in Jamaica at the beginning of the year. There's Miami, Atlanta, Boston, there's San Francisco. I mean, I'm going all over the place and I love to partner up with local women-owned companies, small businesses to cross-promote because anytime that we can empower each other and empower our small businesses, it just feels like you're doing the right thing. And it always is fun and goes well. So that's what I'm really focusing on for this year. That's all I can tell you about for right now, but there are some uh, huge things happening in oh, 2023. I love it. Can't wait yeah, to hear it. And you were, we were talking about your beautiful clothing and fashion on Married at First Sight. And you said you have an Instagram style page. I do. It came out of, I got so many DMs with people asking me, where did you get your earrings? Where did you get your shoes? Where'd you get your dress? And I'm that person that wants to respond because I feel like it's rude not to. Oh, you're, <laughs> uh, like, you're like me. That's very, so I was like, what's the easiest way to get this information out? And my stylist who helps me pick out my accessories and shoes, because I tend to pick out my outfits, but then she makes me look amazing with all of her um, non-matchy-matchy. I'm very matchy-matchy. I'm boring. I, I, <laughs> I don't dress like that in a normal session, um, but she really takes it over the top. And she said, let's start a style page and you can just post everything there. And I've been doing that and it is so fun. And so we do looks and beauty and again, products that I love. And now I'm doing Get Ready With Me Lives where people ask their intimacy questions and I get to ask, I get to answer them while I'm getting ready for my day. Oh, uh oh. And then what about oh. like, I'm just curious, um, what about self care and balance? Like with your, you have kids and husband, like with your traveling and everything, how do you manage? Well, sometimes I don't. And just to be very honest, I I've actually reached out to someone um, who is a personal trainer. I used to work with her ages ago and we're going to try to do something and create a, a self-care and wellness program because I need it mm -hmm. <laughs> and I need the help to get things on track. Sometimes I am busier now than I've ever been in my entire life. It's all wonderful. It's all projects that I feel really great about. So it's not very stressful, mm -hmm. but I can tell that a lot you know, just like a lot of you, that I'm not sleeping well, I'm not eating the way that I'd like, my energy isn't where I'm used to it being, and I need to get that back on track. If I'm going to be my best for everyone else, I need to do the best for me. So I'm actually working on that right now. That has not been announced, um, but you will hear it first here. <laughs> it's going to be the Dr. Viviana Method for self-care, and it will be something that you can follow along live with me and um, and get some tidbits as you go. And then it can be a program that you do on your own. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And exciting. And thank you for sharing that for the first time on Exclusive. our show. 
That's right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so we have some questions from audience or from our listeners. And okay. So I'm going to ask you, I think we have like one or two here. This is from two. someone. Oh, we have two. We have, this is from Caitlin from New Jersey. Um, and she wants to know, how can I have chemistry with someone at first sight? Mm. <laughs> so I think being curious about who they are first and foremost and not allowing any prejudgments based off of looks or anything that's reminiscent of somebody from your past is a really great way to stay open and receptive to experiencing a connection with someone at first sight. The other thing is um, reminding yourself that you're both in the same boat. You both are probably, you're both meeting each other for the first time typically. And it's so important to kind of be empathetic to that and not expect perfection at first sight. Mm, that's Next. good. Yeah. I mean, I feel like my, my husband and I, it was basically like we, we met when I was a lot younger and we were at a bar and he came and asked me to dance. And at first I said, no, cause I had just had a breakup and I was like, just anti-men. But then I looked at him and we danced and th- right after our first date, I told my mom, he's the guy I'm going to marry. And we got married. So not right then, but I feel like it was close, close to first sight. Yes. It was definitely something special at first sight. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it is possible. Like I forget that it is like, we were already like, Oh, I love you after two weeks. And I'm like thinking Mm -hmm. for my own daughters, like, okay, I think I would freak out at that, but it is possible, you know? Yeah. I actually met my husband. Um, we were each other's first love, first kiss. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in sixth grade and he was in seventh grade. Uh, we did not stay together that whole time. We're not one of those couples, but right. we did kind of come back to each other and everything went pretty quickly. We got married. We eloped after six months, um, pregnant after three months of marriage. And, hmm. you know, we've been together. We just celebrated this past week, our 15th wedding anniversary. Oh, oh. That's so cute. Oh, that's it's like good. movie Beautiful. stories. Yeah, and I also believe in a connection at first sight. I, I do. I mean, I remember we locked eyes for the first time and it was like, oh, OK, so that happened. Um, and yeah, well, I think it does take a lot of work to keep that going. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, do you know um, or believe in like twin flames and soulmates? You know what the that is? Yes, I I know what it is. It gets thrown around quite a bit. I don't know that I necessarily believe in that as like a, uh, I don't know, like the, I I believe in the essence of it because I've seen that there are couples that are super compatible and they easily stay compatible for the long run. I also just think it's coincidence. You know, when you when you meet somebody, depending on your level of commitment and what you want your life to look like, you might do what it takes to yeah. stay together and to be um, complementary to the other person. But I also think that there's such a thing as being too similar. <laughs> and I think that, that can be a problem. I see that a lot with my clients that are just way too similar and they can't stand each other. And then <laughs> yes, opposites can attract, but they can also drive you nuts as well. And people, if people are way not aligned um, and it becomes a part of their daily living, it can be a real issue as well. So I don't yeah. know that there's like a perfect puzzle 
piece that goes with someone else. I think we're yeah. always kind of recarving and changing, especially when you're together for a really long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adapting, communicating, all of that. Yeah. Um, uh, the other okay. question, do you want to ask something else? Well, no, I'm just um, looking at um, our next question. I think we kind of went out of order. So I'm like, I got to make sure to ask her this one too. But you go oh. ahead. You go ahead. All right. Well, we'll just go, <laughs> go for the other audience member question. Then we'll go back to that. Okay. Um, Tim. So Tim, because I think from a guy's perspective, this is nice that we got a guy asking Tim in Florida is asking, why do women I date always think I'm too nice? I am not sure how to approach someone any other way. Actually, this is something that I'm working on with a couple right now um, where he has been the nice guy uh, for his whole life. And unfortunately, what that can end up looking like is kind of being apathetic and not and always taking the back seat. Um, Mm -hmm. It, it may be mis- a misnomer to say that somebody's too nice. What can happen is that they're just not assertive. Unfortunately, when you're not assertive, it basically puts the onus on your partner to take the lead on everything and to be decisive. And partnerships don't tend to thrive when it's led by one person in every aspect. So I'm great with him being polite. I mean, nobody's going to say, don't, you know, be impolite, be disrespectful, be polite and respectful, but have a say and speak up when you feel like you have an opinion on something. And if you don't ever have an opinion on anything, then what are you bringing to a relationship? So Tim, speak up, get an opinion, stay uh-huh. respectful, stay polite. Yes. That's maybe great. he can go, maybe he can practice like with people he doesn't know or something. <laughs> Absolutely. Share your opinion when asked, but also maybe practice once in a while sharing your your opinion when not asked, making a decision when it really doesn't count that much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. advice. Okay. So uh, you have a book called The Four Intimacy Styles. And okay. What are a few keys, keys to lasting intimacy? Yeah. For a couple. So the four intimacy styles are bonding, release, giving, and responsive. And basically what I'm trying to get people to do is understand that if you're able to incorporate about a quarter of each of those in every sexual experience, then that's considered rounding out your intimacy style. And you can be pretty much assured that you will be able to satisfy your partner's needs and that your, your needs will be satisfied by your partner. And that's for people who want to be in a relationship that has sexuality be a prominent part of it forever. Yes, quickies are fun and um, just kind of release is fun every once in a while, all of that. But if you're trying to do something for the long term, you want to make sure that you're addressing those four big motivators that people have for sex. And your book is on Amazon? Actually, you can find it on drviviana.com or the four intimacy styles.com. I dedicate and sign every single book. Oh, uh, wow. It's so, again, it means so much to me to connect in this way. So yeah, check it out on my website and you'll get yours signed by me. Oh, how cool. I love That's that. Very special. Um, yeah. yeah. So then, uh, Kim, this was yours and I want you to ask because oh, about the you show. know these guys. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I was going to ask on Married at First Sight, um, we were, I think a lot of people were wondering with Chris and Paige, mm-hmm. I feel like people gave you guys flack for matching them. And I know there's way more to it. Like he put on a show and a face and then he was someone else that he didn't say he was. It was so obvious to me and I felt so bad for Paige, but I know it was a good learning experience, but what was your like experience with that? So that was the first experience that I can say I had feeling very uh, duped. I, I'm I'm a very positive person. I love to give people the benefit of a doubt of the doubt. I'm a therapist. So I'm always looking for the reasons behind behavior. I'm trying to help people understand their partner's behavior and explain it. Um, but there was a real switch in the behaviors that we weren't privy to prior to marrying him to Paige. Uh, it was obviously a huge disappointment for us. I, I mean, I was livid. Mm-hmm. I was, I, because we, not because we're going to get the blowback. I'm used to that. People get upset with us for everything. Mm-hmm. Good, bad. Um, it, it doesn't matter. That wasn't what was the concern. My concern was that these are real people. And so right. if he is behaving in such a nasty and unhealthy way towards her, we need to be there to support her and to help try to help him to understand why what he's doing isn't working. Now we don't live with them and we can't, you know, crawl inside them and make them do or say anything. Um, just like in real life, that's how it yeah. is. <laughs> and, and as again, as a therapist, I have so much experience with only being able to do so much, but then in behind closed doors and back home, people do what they want. So right. I was able to, I think we were all able to serve as a mirror, but when you're talking about a legal marriage, you cannot force anyone to get a divorce. Nobody can force me to get a divorce if I don't want mm-hmm. to. That, and I think for the purposes of the project and being committed to the process of married at first sight, I really do think that Paige thought, I'm going to see this through to see mm-hmm. what possibly happen over the course of these eight weeks that we're together. Um, which something, I mean, think about relationships go up and down, up and down. Unfortunately, it just got to the point where I ended up freaking out at decision day. I couldn't take it anymore. And um, I, I'm not ashamed of that. I'm a human and I wanted to speak up, but it definitely was something that I had had enough and Mm -hmm. I had to take my therapist hat off and just be like, no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And here. Um, Yeah. He was above and beyond like a piece of work. Absolutely. Yeah. It was definitely disappointing. I, I hope for the best for him and for Paige individually. I think that, um, I think that things are, you know, sometimes being on the show can be an amazing way to learn so much about yourself. Yeah. And she'll, she'll know what she absolutely does not want. (laughs) Right. So, um, I thought of another question. So real quick. So, um, for me sometimes too, and I think a lot of my clients and girlfriends, when you're married with kids, it is really hard, especially when your kids are older and aware and stay up later. How do you, find time and place 
<laughs> for being intimate more often? Um, I think mostly it's about having boundaries and privacy with your kids. I think that you should be able to have a closed door that gets knocked on. You should be able to lock a door if you need to. Uh, noise machines, white noise machines are great. Uh, and also letting them know, hey guys, give us, if, you, if depending on how small they are, you can set a timer, you can do whatever that takes and say, okay, you don't get to go upstairs or you don't get to go knock on the door until this. And yes, that's a little bit of pressure, but maybe you give yourself a little extra time. Um, I think that it's also important to let them know it's okay for you to let your kids know that you're having special alone time, even if it's just to either shower together or lay in bed and like just cuddle. It's okay for your kids to know that you are being affectionate with one another and that it's something that you want to do alone. And you can model good behavior. I've had so many adult clients who struggle with intimacy because they did not have any messages, not that they were negative or positive, but no messages or examples of healthy affection in their homes by their parents. It's okay for you to have that conversation, especially as they get older, you can tell them, we want private time. You don't have to tell them what's going on, but you can tell them like, give us 30 minutes. We wanna be alone. We need to have a conversation or whatever. Um, again, you you can go so far as to say a little too much, but it's okay to say we want private time, leave us alone. <laughs> and and yeah. they should be able to respect that. Just like and, you wouldn't go barging into their room. Yeah. Um, Very good. So that's all great, but then they get older and they know what you're doing. <laughs> that's good. You know what? That's, but that's like, I always that's okay. Like, yeah. But if, if they're you're awake, in, it's kind of in the back of your mind, like, okay, they're like listening or something. I don't know. Well, I don't know that a lot of kids are actively going to the door to listen to their parents have sex, but you can play music. You can right. have um, the noise the machine. Door, like, there's a noise machine. You can do an under the door noise muffler. Like there's so many things that you can do to do that. But I also think it's important not to be ashamed of the fact that you have a physically intimate relationship with the person that you've decided to be with forever. Wouldn't you want that for your kids as well? Right. It's totally. age appropriate. I will absolutely be a champion for my kids having affection, you know, public displays of affection, holding hands, kissing, you know, there are things that a lot of people did not see and think are odd. And then it feels like, and this is where it gets practical, it feels like you're flipping a switch on and off when you go to have sex. And most people will tell you they don't want to feel like it's on or off. They want to feel like it's been kind of around them and bubbling around and that sensuality and that that connection is there. And then it's just a natural kind of expression physically when they finally make it to a private place to have sex or to have some sort of sensuality. It's okay to be sexually active, especially if it's somebody that you've decided to partner up with. Um, <laughs> And your kids need to need to know that or else what are you teaching them? What are you teaching them if they never see that or if you are ashamed of having sex in your own home? Again, I'm not talking about shouting it from the rooftops, singing <laughs> from chandeliers, save that for the vacation. But there, I don't think you should ever be ashamed of that. And if they ever have questions, I think you should tell them. Absolutely. Yes. 
we have sex. It's some, it's a way that we share our love for each other. We express our love for each other and it's fun. And we do this only with each other and we do it in private. And when, when you are in a healthy relationship and you're old enough to make these decisions, we hope you do the same thing. Very good. Yeah. Good points. Yeah, that was very good. Okay. So, um, I have, we keep having more to talk about. Um, do you, <laughs> this is back to the show. Do you, uh, keep in touch with the couples after do. you do? Okay. Yeah, not, not all of them. Some of them really want their space and privacy from away from the show. And I'm going to respect that. Um, but they know that they can always contact me. Some of them do more than others. Others, you know, we tend to DM each other and congratulate each other. And if they have issues um, and they just want to chat, we'll talk as well. Uh, I'm always really happy. You know, I, I don't know when this will air, but I can tell you that as of today, there was an announcement of another Married at First Sight baby who's on the way. Oh, um, chills. From, yeah, from Brianna and Vincent who are in uh, Atlanta. So it it's nice. Yeah, it's great. Oh. Yeah, it is. It's wonderful to see like the progression, like that it actually works for a lot of people. Yeah, that it actually works. So it was so great having you on. We want to make sure that everybody knows how to find you. So please share with us now. Yeah. So everything that you need to know about me as it's happening is drviviana.com. You can sign up for my newsletter. If you become an insider, you're the first one to find out about any of my new projects and partnerships and collaborations. Um, and uh, definitely online, go to Instagram, check me out, Dr. Viviana, spell it out, D-O-C-T-O-R-V-I-V-I-A-N-A. And then if you're into style, if you're into beauty and fashion, all those things, you can check out my style page, Dr. Viviana Style. My private practice is Houston Relationship Therapy. You can get lots of good information from my entire team on that page as well. Okay. Thanks so, for being here. Yeah, you know, thank you so much. And um, I am going to, I, you have a whole other side to you. It's so, I'm, I'm a little blown away by it because, <laughs> you know, oh. you get, you get like, um, what do you call it? When you're, you see someone on TV and you, you forget that they're a human being. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely yeah. human. I am guilty. There have been times where people have thought that I was a robot. <laughs> oh, really? So that actually happened. Oh my gosh. That is weird feedback. But anyway, you are you are very down to earth and authentic and um just think you're amazing. So thank you so much. Thank Thanks everyone for listening. And real Thank quick, you. shout out to Volunteer Network OC. Please go to their app and sign up because you can volunteer at hundreds of different opportunities all over Southern California just by going onto their free app. So Volunteer Network OC. Thank you for listening to Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. Find out more at talkpurposeandtruth.com. And follow us at Talk Purpose Truth on Instagram and Facebook.